Welcome to Sideline Sleuths, a true crime podcast all about the tragic yet fascinating cases no one can seem to get enough of. I'm Megan. And I'm Jasmine. We're so glad you're listening. If you like being an armchair detective, you'll love being a Sideline Sleuth. Welcome back, guys. We're so glad you're joining us again, but before we jump into today's case, I just want to talk about the little break we took from the podcast whenever the quarantine stuff all got started. So Jasmine and I had written and recorded, wrote and recorded, written, 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 cool, written and recorded all of the episodes for the month of March way before March. So I felt like we were in a really good place with it. And then the last thing I remember before things got really weird was Friday, March 13th, Jasmine and... Of course, Friday the 13th. Yeah, but that's the last day it was normal. Was it? Yeah, because you and Sarah and Gabby came over to my oh, house. Yes, we had a yeah. day party. And we were hanging out, and we didn't work on the podcast then, and I wasn't really worried about the virus at that point, because I didn't really know we were supposed to worry. Like, I didn't... <laughs> yeah, you couldn't I didn't know it was going to turn yeah. into this. So... Then Monday, March 16th, is when, like, my son and I started self-quarantining and just, like, being, like, avoiding being around too many people. And as you guys know, I have PTSD, so I've never been quarantined before. I didn't, I didn't know how that was going to impact my mental health, and I did not expect it to be as difficult as it was. So isolation is, like, really bad for depression, or at least mine and I found myself like struggling to get out of bed most days or like even function normally like I was really distant from my friends and family I was like ignoring phone calls and not calling people back I was like in a weird dark place for a while and I just could not focus on the podcast at all and I do a lot of research at the public library and the public library was closed so I was just like I don't even, like, if I went, if I could have went there, I think I would have been okay, but I was just, like, trapped in my house, and I just couldn't do it, and we were supposed to be social distancing from people who were not in our immediate family, so I, like, wasn't even yeah, seeing Jasmine, even see and then, like, even if I could see her, I was not physically able to work on the episode, so. Yeah, it just takes like, a lot of emotional and, yeah, it just takes a lot of, what, yeah. a cognitive energy? Yeah, it was just, like. I couldn't do it. And there was plenty of times I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, I was taking screenshots of cases I'd, like, read about. I'm like, oh, we'll do this one. And I'm like, if I ever get myself back. So it was, it was weird. But I missed you guys, and I'm glad you missed us, too. We got all of your messages every Friday when you're like, woke up again today without a sideline sleuth <laughs> episode, y'all. So we're back. And Jasmine was really cool about, like, having to pause everything while I figured out, like, how to do anything. And I can't actually say with absolute certainty that I'm going to be able to research, write, and record at the same frequency, I guess, that we were doing before, but that is the plan. So we're trapped in our houses, but I'm doing my best. And I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're back. So let's talk about today's case. Also, we have food and drinks, which like never happens when we're recording. So if you hear us eating and drinking, just be grateful that you're here with us. (laughs) Just be happy for us because food. And we're together. Um, So today we're going to talk about the disappearance of a man named Joseph Schuyler Burnley, who went by his middle name, Schuyler or Sky. This probably isn't going to be as long as our episodes usually are, but we're easing back into it. So, Skye went missing from Rankin County, Mississippi in June of 2016. 
This is actually our first Mississippi case. We've covered cases now in 40 states, Washington, D.C., and Canada. It's so good, Mike. Well, New Jersey was covered in a recent Patreon-only episode that Jasmine did. So it's really, we have 11 states if you're not a Patreon supporter, but only 10 left if you are. So I've seen Skylar spelled with an E-R and an A-R while I was researching this, and I honestly don't know which one it is, but I think I, I spelled it with an A-R in this title, so that's what we're going with. He was 27 years old at the time he went missing, and his last known location is in a wooded area near Brandon, Mississippi. Here's what we know. Like I said, Sky was 27 at the time of his disappearance, and today he would be 31. He was last seen at 9.48 a.m. on the morning of June 3rd, 2016, on a surveillance camera at a gas station. He disappeared later that day while helping two friends, Travis Brewer and Travis's girlfriend, Amanda Morris, look for Travis's 1988 Chevy pickup truck that was reportedly stolen. According to Travis, his cell phone was inside the truck and he tracked its location using an app to find the vehicle. That location led the group, so Skylar, Travis, Amanda, and Amanda's four-year-old daughter to the wooden Ooh. area I'm not taking my daughter. I'd yeah. be too scared. That's because I watched too much true crime. Okay. Yeah. Near Brandon, Mississippi. So Amanda and the little girl ended up staying in the truck. So that's, or the other vehicle. Okay. Once there, Travis and Skylar reportedly got out and went to locate the truck and left the other two behind. According to Travis, the men split up to search for the truck in opposite directions. Travis later returned to the other vehicle without Skylar. What? Yeah. I'm making faces. He... Around, so he, he comes back, they're not there. He ends up taking Amanda and the little kid home because it's like hot and then goes back to look for Skylar. So this is all like two o'clock in the afternoon. In the early morning hours of June 4th, he calls 911 to report Skylar's disappearance. And it had been 15 hours since he saw him last. The whole thing sounds really suspicious to me. I feel like if you're tracking it based on your phone, like you're tracking your phone inside the car. Yeah. That that's a pin, buddy. Like that's a that's oh my gosh. one location. We've Why would so you talk separate? About that. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one about that. So, Travis told the 911 operator that he did end up finding his missing truck and that it was damaged and his cell phone actually wasn't inside of it when he found it, which mm-hmm. is weird because the cell phone tracker was what he was using to even go to that wooded area to find the truck. But the phone's not in the truck. So did he... Uh, Travis. Yeah, like, it's already not making sense. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if it was, like, outside the car on the ground, but he didn't say that. He said it's it wasn't in the car. Yeah. So sometime after calling 911, Travis went to Skylar's uncle's house and left a note on the door saying, Travis, Sky's friend, he's missing. I'm worried something bad happened. That's it. So I know what you're thinking, and... Yeah. It's because Jasmine just said it. But, like, <laughs> well, first, was the truck even stolen? It's like what I'm going with first. And then, because, like, how, how did you know where to find it if it wasn't for the phone? Right. That's the part that I take issue with. So maybe the, well, yeah, but also if the, if the car was stolen, why wouldn't you say, hey, I found the car. It looks like these people took it. Okay, I was so in this area looking to it, get some fingerprints. It was stolen because this guy named Matthew McCoy, who's actually a friend of Travis's, was later arrested and charged with the theft of the vehicle. 
So ah, we know okay. it really did get stolen. But like okay, my okay. first thought was like, did you just set that up? Was the yeah. truck really even stolen? I get what you're saying. Did you set it up to set up Scott? Scott yeah. Because, but it really was stolen. So that okay. like might just be really convenient. So some days after the disappearance, Travis's cell phone, the one that he said was in the truck at first, was located and it was actually in the grass on the side of the road just a few feet from Travis's own front yard and nowhere near the area where he and Skyler had reported, like, reportedly been looking for the stolen vehicle. What? And they went to that area only because Travis said that the His phone, phone tracker took him there, but the phone was never there. there. The phone was... In his own front yard, basically. What? So, so this guy's super fishy. Yeah. I don't know any other way around it. Later, Matthew McCoy, the truck thief, admitted to throwing the phone out of the window of the car as he stole it from Travis's driveway. Oh, give so him credit. Like, He's not a horrible yeah. car thief. Yeah, so... But, so, like, the phone was never where there. the truck was found. It was ditched immediately. So, why did you know to go there? And why would you take... Yeah, why... Listen. I know some people like to camp, and they like the great outdoors, but... In my experience with a lot of true crime, nothing good happens in the woods. That's just where murder and hiding murders. So happen. how did Travis? So Travis just like knew, air quotes knew, where to this go. Car was. Yeah, he just knew to look but, there. But did he recover the car at the time? Like, is any of that? He recovered verified? the car at like two p.m. I guess. And Matthew said he really did steal it. So he recovered the car in this wooded area, yeah. according to. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't Allegedly, make sense because yeah. it was hot. So he drove away with the other car. So he didn't yeah, so drive he had to, like, away from yeah, this location. He had to, like go back, I guess, and get that truck. I don't know. It was weird. It just doesn't. It's it just doesn't a make hot sense. mess. It seems weird to me because. Well, have you ever lost a phone before? Yeah. Okay, so I have an iPhone, and one time it got stolen out of my driveway. So it's it's kind of weird. So I lived in Midland at the time, and I lived like one street over from Lee High School. So I know we have some Midland Odessa listeners. So I lived like like a block away from Lehigh and I was cleaning out my car because I tend to live in my car so it's kind of junky it's gross anyway um so I go back inside to grab a trash bag because it's like worse than I thought it was (laughs) and I'm inside like not even two minutes and it's a weekend so school wasn't in session and when I came back out my phone was gone and I didn't see anyone on my street, but I immediately used find my iPhone and ended up locating my phone in the trash can of a student parking lot at Lee, like right by my house. And find my iPhone led me directly to where my phone was. Exactly. Right to it, not a general area, but like I walked like up to the trash can and was like, there is my phone. So they didn't need to split up. That, that's, exact, that's exactly my sentiment. If, if you're going to a location, splitting up on the location yeah. is a bad call. It's not a, it and especially if you're going for somebody who stole your car. So yeah. it could be somebody who's violent yeah. or has a reason to try to get and away like, from you. A truck is a lot bigger than a phone. Like, you don't need to split up to find it. I can understand being like, okay, it's pinging right here. Like, look up, you go like a few feet away and like we're like looking over the ground. But like a truck, yeah. you don't need to split up to find it's a truck. It, you, could, you should be able to see it. And the thing should have led you right to it. But... That doesn't even matter because the phone was never there. Very strange circumstances. Okay. So, Rankin County Undersheriff Raymond Duke was asked about the men reportedly tracking the phone in the truck in the woods. The question was, quote, so there's no way that Travis and Skyler tracked his phone to the woods. And he responded, quote, absolutely no way. Wow. So, if they weren't tracking Travis's phone to find the truck... What were they doing in the woods that day? 
because that wasn't it. Okay, so I haven't actually listened to like all of Travis's 911 call, but I listened to like a few clips of it and I read some reports that discussed it. And if you listen to our episode about Faith Hedgepeth, where we have the, like a, uh. a lot of 911 analysis, you'll remember that they said the very first thing you tell dispatchers is what you deem to be the most important. So like in Faith's episode, Karina was like, she tried to establish an alibi first. She's yeah, like, I just walked into my apartment. Yeah. Rather than like, oh my gosh, my friend is dead. So in Travis's call, it was more about letting the police know that his truck was stolen. It was kind of like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that my truck had been stolen. I found it though, but my friend who helped me look, yeah, I can't find him. It was kind of like he mentioned Sky as like a cover all of your bases, like, like protect yourself, like Gosh, just to like document that he did tell the police, but oh. he didn't seem like there was any actual concern for his missing friend. So I listened to part of it and read a transcript and it starts, quote, I was wondering, last night I had my truck out in the driveway and one of my buddies took off in it and he didn't come back. So that was what he said first. Like that was what he thought was the so most he important. He took it. Yeah. He, like, he had an idea that his friend took it. But like the truck's been recovered. So why is that the first thing you said? Yeah, the truck's been recovered. So why even make the call? Yeah. Unless it's to report your friend missing, which should yeah. be the first thing you yeah. said. Yeah, which should be the first thing. But it wasn't. So the truck was what he thought was the most important. And he says, quote, I caught AT&T and they gave me an app. So I downloaded the app so I could track my phone to see where the truck was at. End quote. But that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You have to have it installed and ready to go, yeah. right? Like you already Before. have to have it turned on your phone. I guess, yeah. unless there's something I don't know about. I'm like, your rescue works at AT&T. No. Tell me it's not a thing. So, Sky's missing. And like, he goes through all the stuff about the, the truck and already finding it in the app before he even tells them that Sky's missing. He says, quote, me and my buddy go over there to see if we could find the truck. He walked off to one side of the road. That was like 10 this morning. I walked off to the other side of the road and he's been gone ever since. I ain't been able to find him. I've been everywhere looking for him. I it's can't find him. this morning. I thought it was two. The well, 10 is when he was last seen on the gas station surveillance. Two is when he actually found the truck, quote unquote. Okay. And then like one o'clock in the morning or something is when he tells, tells him that yes. this guy's missing. I don't like it. I'm scrutinizing his every word. But like even the police commented on it and they were saying that like, in the call, it seemed like Sky's disappearance was an afterthought. Like, the call was about the stolen truck. And he just, like, throws Sky's disappearance in there. But not like he actually cared. So, Travis reportedly searched the area for Sky, But first, he had to take a man and the kid home. Because it was June. And the vehicle that they were waiting in didn't have any air conditioning. Which is uh, In Mississippi, yeah. that's not cute. Yeah. So, then he says he immediately goes back to look for Sky. The Saturday... After Sky went missing, there was a more organized search effort, and they scoured like 400 acres for him using people, dogs, horses, and I think a helicopter. The reports kept saying Metro One, and when I Google Metro One Mississippi, the only thing that comes up is like reports about a law enforcement helicopter, so I'm thinking okay. it's a helicopter. So it was a very thorough search for Sky. People, dogs, helicopters, horses, nothing. Okay. So... The area that law enforcement was searching was heavily wooded, but it was surrounded on all four sides by roads and trails. So if someone got lost in the area, an early hypothesis was that that's what happened to Scott. He got lost. He would have eventually stumbled out of the trees and happened upon one of those roads. But he didn't do that. 
which led police to conclude that there was no way that Skye was still in those woods, or if he ever was. That's what I was thinking. And that's when they started to speculate that maybe it's not a missing persons case. Maybe it's a murder. What? I feel like, have you ever watched Ancient Aliens and they're like, these are the weird things that are occurring. Big jump. It's obviously aliens. I feel like I missed the jump, but I would love for you to explain to me. (laughs) It's not a missing persons. It's a murder. So whenever police decided to question Travis and Amanda again, They got search warrants for their phone and their home. Upon executing the search warrant on their home, they discovered drug paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. Upon arrest, Travis stated that the night before Sky went missing, he, his girlfriend Amanda and Sky, were all participating in drug use, and that the morning, like the day that Sky vanished, Travis and Sky had used meth. He went on to admit that the three of them were all quote unquote involved in the drug trade. Sky under the bus like this. So yeah, Travis and Amanda are arrested for that drug paraphernalia. So it's unrelated okay. drug charges. Speaking of unrelated charges, Matthew McCoy, the truck thief, has been in and out of jail since Sky went missing on unrelated drug crimes. Also, Raymond Duke, the under sheriff in Rankin County, said that Matthew says he was just like too high that night to really remember what happened. But one thing he does remember is tossing Travis's phone out of the vehicle as he was leaving. And Duke's and that's where they found it. Yeah, so, so they, they were like believing him. Duke said that Matthew was like paranoid that somebody was going to like track him. So that's why he ditched the phone. So like that's pretty smart for being as, as high as he yeah. says he was. So he ditched the phone. They believe him. Both Travis and Amanda agree to take polygraph tests. And the person who administered it said that Travis's answers showed signs of deception. Sure. Of course they do. According to police, Amanda's polygraph showed no deception. So she was, like, legit just waiting in her car with yeah, the kid. Yeah, well, I feel like, like if she's going to no. have her kid with her, yeah. she's been nothing. I don't know. She's, like, using sketchy. meth, so. I mean, people have their things. Everyone yeah. has its issues. But, uh, but I you just know. love the way you <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a thing. I'm not going to touch the meth thing yeah, right, now. right now. So Duke said, quote, I don't know that she knows what happened. Other than the fact Skylar was in that vehicle, Skylar exited the vehicle and never returned to the vehicle, end quote. But when the question goes to Travis about if he knows what happened to Skylar, he said no. And that answer showed to be deceptive. Of course. So he knows something. Invest- just, it doesn't make any sense. You're the last person that saw him. The, the circumstances under which you saw him were sketchy. At best, we don't believe that's the way it transpired. Yeah. And now... There's a reason he went to those woods, and it wasn't because his phone led him there. Yeah. Investigators have theorized that Travis knowingly and willingly lured Sky into the woods to be killed. Yeah. According to the Charlie Project, authorities believe that a gang called the Simon City Royals may also be connected to the case. Now, that's like the way bigger jump for the Asian oh, aliens. Oh, I'm just like, So, it's a missing <laughs> person. It's a murder. It's a gang murder. <laughs> so, I just didn't... I don't know. I went into like some weird gang rabbit holes after this. So it's been stated, quote, Burnley stole drugs from a dealer in Jackson, Mississippi. He may have been killed in retaliation for that theft, end quote. So Sky's brother said he wasn't aware that he had any enemies and thought he was a pretty likable guy. But he, according to his dad and stepmom, did have a drug problem and actually served time in prison for it. Okay. So when he was in prison, he joined a gang for safety and survival. Uh But... Being on the outside, according to them, he was trying to get away from the gang life, but
but disappeared before he could. According to Sky's dad, he was going to snitch on some illegal activity, and that maybe somebody found out that he was going to go to the police, and then that led to his disappearance and presumed death. But Sky's family doesn't think that Travis is the mastermind or even the murderer in this case. They don't think he's smart enough to pull that off their own. And I agree because his whole story is like was kind of yeah. yeah, like if he there's no way he would, he would have been caught by now because he's just like is I tracked my phone into the woods to find my truck when the phone was never in the or the yeah. woods. So. Maybe they went to the woods to exchange like yeah. Was like a he like off. set him up yeah. So Skyler probably thought they were really looking for the truck. Maybe or maybe they really. I don't know, because it seemed like he knew... But they brought a kid in the car. So, like, would you bring a kid to a drug deal if you didn't have to? Who would have just left a man and the kid at home? Maybe, Maybe, but if they all want drugs... Yeah, yeah, meth is is a a powerful drug. That's just going to be, like, my... If I can't explain something... (laughs) (laughs) Meth. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't think he could have pulled it off on his own. So the Simon City Royals gang is a Chicago gang that branched out and is in several other states in the country. According to the Justice Department... Quote, the Simon City Royals is a national gang with a highly organized structure, including board members and ambassadors who each control geographic regions. The scope of the wow, Simon City... I've never respected a gang before, but Oh, there's just... like a book, like, I don't know, some guy, it's a sociological book. I don't know when I read it or... Anyway, but it's like Gang Leader for a Day, I think is what it's called. Huh. And this guy, like, makes friends, and he said it was like really run like a business, like a CEO and like all these like tricks, and it was like so organized. So apparently these people are like... So now I want to read it. So it continues, quote, the scope of the Simon City Royals crimes is wide ranging and consistent through the national operation. Simon City Royals is active within correctional facilities in the state of Mississippi. And the organization is primarily overseen by members of the organization who are incarcerated within those correctional facilities, end quote. The reports go on to say that the Royals are now one of the largest and most violent gangs in the state of Mississippi. They're actually the third largest gang in that state. And according to Mississippi's gang threat analysis, there's a, a sect. I don't know if that's the word, because that makes me think it's a cult, but, I mean, yeah, they're one of the same. So, there's a, there's a known... ritual stuff? Yeah. There's a known... I just watched Waco the other day. Did you, have you watched it? Uh, with the... Yeah, with, with the... Taylor, whoever, from Friday Night Lights. Did you watch Friday Night Lights? No. Okay, so Friday Night Lights, pause. Great <laughs> Should TV watch. show about football. Yeah. And it's based off of Odessa, but it's like actually takes place in this fake town called Dillon, which is supposedly right outside of Austin. But if you like high school football, i.e. everybody in Midland, Odessa, gotta watch that. Anyway, so my favorite character, his name's Tim Riggins. He's like crazy hot. Anyway, <laughs> he plays David Koresh in Waco. And I oh, oh, he did, plays it? Yes. And Those like, are actors? Yeah, yeah. Waco is a, is a show. I mean, it's not a documentary. Oh, wait, wait. It's like a dramatization of the actual... Okay, I think I've seen the documentary. Okay, of the bridge. Waco. Okay, you got to watch it. Um, it starts off really slow, and it's, like, kind of boring. But then, like, it, it gets, gets good. good. It's kind of always stays slow, but it gets good. And Taylor, his last name starts with a K. I don't know what it is. But he's like looks hideous in Waco, but he's, like, actually fire. Mm. So... <laughs> I like that when that happens. Yeah, same. I like to the point I didn't even know that it was him until, like, the last episode. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Tim Riggins. <laughs> That was a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're loud. So, there's a sect. Oh, that's how we got on it, because they're cold. Sick. Anyway, so there's a known presence of Simon City Royals in every single county in Mississippi. So wow. it is a definite possibility that Sky was involved in some gay stuff. Okay. And that it was a Simon City Royal. So Sad to think if you go to jail and you were clean, then you got to get dirtier just to survive yeah. jail. That's and you worse. It's not re- rehabilitating you. It's making yeah, it's worse. making It's like networking. Yeah. No. So, what do I think? Well, 
I definitely don't think Travis is the mastermind or that he killed Sky. I showed you a picture of him. He just looks like a few screws are loose. Yeah, um, okay. But I agree that he likely set him up and then fabricated some bogus and totally not believable or able to be corroborated in any way story to get him there. But I don't know if it's gay-related, though it seems plausible. But mm. it's definitely drug-related, at least. I think so, too. I, well, I would give you my theory, but I'd like to hear other theories if you have them. I, um, I got, like, two seconds, then you can. So I think Travis knows more than he's saying, and he's at least partially responsible for his friend's murder. I don't think he's, like, the trigger man or the actual assailant, but I think Travis set him up. And I think whatever it is is about drugs. Maybe gangs, but definitely drugs. And that's what I think. What do you think? I am in agreement with you that I, I do think Travis is probably more of a peon than a mastermind. However, I could see it just being like, like just not necessarily related to the car, but him going just into the woods to like, you know, do a drop, or yeah. okay. make an exchange, and then things go sour, and then he runs off and he doesn't want to... Yeah. So like they were mess up. So Sky didn't even think they were looking for the truck. You think they both knowingly went in there to, to get drugs from somebody? Perhaps and then, it could happen. But Travis at least no, his test. Not that polygraphs yeah. are. Legit, yeah, anything. But, but he knows something. He knows more than he what saw he's something. He knows the right direction to lead. Yeah, police, just, but nah, that probably yeah. would end in his death too. Yeah. Sad so. day. Staff the meth kids. There is currently twenty thousand five hundred dollars in reward money available related to this case. Sky's family has contributed $10,000 to that fund. Next month will be four years since Sky was last seen, and the reward amount has increased from $10,000 to $12,500 to the current $20,000 since then. So who knows if there will be some kind of change or increase next month on the anniversary. But Sky wasn't known to carry cash on him, and he left all of his possessions, like his cell phone and his cigarettes, in the vehicle that Amanda and the kid were waiting in when he and Travis got out. So, actually, that's, like, another weird thing. So, like, how are you using an app to track a phone if neither of you have a phone? Boom! If Sky's phone's in the truck and Travis's phone's in the other truck. Exactly! What y'all doing? Oh, thank you, Megan, for uncovering this. I know, it's fishy. Definitely doesn't add up. Yes. They're not smart. Yeah. Neither one of them are criminal masterminds. I think they just got got. Yeah. Yeah. Meth, man. If you have any information about the disappearance of Sky Burnley or his current whereabouts, please contact the Rankin County Sheriff's Office at 601-824-1475 or Central Mississippi Crime Stoppers at 601-355-TIPS. Tips can also be submitted anonymously, both online and by phone, to Crime Stoppers. Thank you for listening to Sideline Sleuths. If you have any comments or questions about this case or just feedback about the show in general, you can find us online at facebook.com slash sidelinesleuths. And if you haven't already had the chance, please rate and review the show on iTunes, Facebook, or any social media or streaming platforms available.